Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. It is episode 124 of the podcast on Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. The day before Thanksgiving, y'all, is our Thanksgiving week podcast. And let me just say, starting off at the top, that I am sorry to you all because I don't have my regular microphone this week, which means the audio doesn't sound as good. I think it sounds fine, but it doesn't sound, you know, as crisp as a regular Zader's Sex podcast. So just to put that out there, then I'm sorry. Next week, it'll sound much better. So don't yell at me. I know what the issue is, and it's going to be fixed next week. Don't worry about it. But this week on the podcast, we are talking college football, y'all. It is the final week of the college football regular season, and what that means is that the season is almost over. We're at the end of November, basically. It feels like the season has flown by. This is the 13th and final week of the regular season. And y'all, it is, I mean, we'll get to it in just a second, but it is kind of sad. Not just because the regular football season is ending, but there's a lot of other reasons that we got to talk about too. So this week, what I'm doing is I'm previewing and picking all of the big games that include a top 25 team, according to the college football playoff committee rankings, And then also we're going to be talking about the uh, chaos at the top because the final four, there's only two games left for most of these teams who are trying to get into the final four team playoff, but there's a lot of confusion at the top because some teams who may have a deserving case might not get in this year. It's kind of a little crazy. We'll talk about it in just a second here on the podcast, but before we do, just wanted to remind you all that if you like the Zaders Facts podcast, if you think you're going to like all the facts on this week's edition, remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, rate and review the podcast. Check us out on all the socials, Twitter, threads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Zaders Facts, that's Zader with a Z. Spread the facts, tell all your friends about the podcast, the newsletter, Zaders Weekend Facts, a recap of the week's top headlines every Sunday morning. It is free to sign up. The link is in this episode's description. And also check out the Zaders Facts link tree, which is also linked to this episode's description because it has all the Zaders Facts links that you need. And also remember to listen to any of our past episodes of the podcast, too, because we've had a couple of good ones. Like last week was our college basketball season preview, so we're sticking with college athletics this week. So go listen to any of our past 123 episodes. They are available wherever you are listening to this podcast. So let's get to our Thanksgiving week podcast this week, where we are winding down the regular season in college football. Normally, we don't talk about in-season stuff here on the podcast. I usually just leave that to my Instagram page. If you're following Sanders Facts on Instagram, by the way, which you should be if you aren't, you'll know that I've been posting my picks for every single game involving a top 25 team this year. And I've done pretty well. I have 196 wins, 40 losses, okay? That's like incredible winning percentage okay i'm actually like on a superb roll this season if you say so and this week is the final week of the regular season in college football so i'm going to be giving you my picks here first before they go to the instagram this week so how about that y'all a little treat i got for you but also i wanted to talk about college football this week because it is the end of the regular season it's a the end of many eras basically the 14 team big 10 Big Ten's going to have more teams. The 14-team SEC, the SEC on CBS is going away. The 14-team ACC is going away. 
Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12, and the Pac-12 is not going to exist. This is the final week of Pac-12 regular season football, y'all, which I'm very sad about. And of course, you know, it's the last year of the four-team playoff, which might be the only good thing that's ending this season in favor of the 12-team playoff, which I think is going to be a lot more exciting. So this week, I wanted to take a look at the final weekend of an era of college football we are going to miss mightily. So that's one reason I wanted to talk about it on the podcast this week. But also, there's some serious drama at the top of the rankings, and the next two weeks are going to have a major effect on who is going to reach the four-team playoff. There's at least eight teams right now who are saying they have a case to make the college football playoff, but there's only four spots. So that 12-team playoff may have come a year too late. We'll, We'll see. We'll digest it. We'll talk about it on this week's podcast. But first, we're going to be picking all the big games that include a top 25 team, as I do every week on my Instagram page. Remember to follow. And we will start, I think we're going to go try and go conference by conference this week. We're going to start with the Big Ten conference, though. There's nowhere else we could start on this week 13 preview than the Big Ten because it has the biggest game of the week, which is literally called the game. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Both teams are undefeated 11-0, and 8-0 in the conference. That game is Saturday at noon Eastern on Fox. It is the game. And it's for all the marbles, y'all. The winner wins the Big Ten East in the final year of divisions in the Big Ten. They get to the Big Ten championship game, and they likely secure their spot in the college football playoff if they win this game. The loser, well, the loser actually made the college football playoff last year anyway, but the surrounding field this year is much tougher, so that's going to be a lot harder to do. So you probably want to win this game if you want to get to the playoff. And if this game turns into a blowout, that would really be a tough sell. So again. You want to win this game. Plus, it's the same rankings that these two teams carried into last year's game. Ohio State was number two. Michigan was number three. But Michigan won at Ohio State. This year, the game is at Michigan. So you most likely know the story with Michigan, that there's been some extracurricular activities going on with the Michigan Wolverines. They've been caught in the whole sign-stealing situation, which, if you don't know, Connor Stallions was basically leading this I guess, organization, I don't know if that's how you call it, but the scheme to... Sign stealing is allowed in college football because they don't have technology in the helmets for whatever reason, apparently. I don't know why. They have it in high school, technology in the helmets. They have it in the NFL, but no, not in, not in college. So the way to make your call your plays is to have a bunch of, you know, signs on the sideline from your coaches and assistants and whatever. And while you're in the game... The other team can do whatever they want. They can try and, you know, tell what you're trying to do with the signs. That's fine. But actually going to other games of opponents and teams you're not playing that week and then trying to decipher their signs, that is not allowed. And that apparently is what Michigan was doing, their assistant, Connor Stallions. And so Jim Harbaugh, their head coach, was suspended for the final three games of the season. And the Michigan was going to appeal that ruling, but then they found out that the NCAA had some evidence that, oh, you had an assistant coach who tried to cover up the evidence. And so Michigan was like, all right, you got us. We're going to accept the ruling. So then that assistant coach was fired. It's been a whole thing. But listen, Michigan is still undefeated. They've been dominant on the field. And then there's Ohio State. They've lost to Michigan two straight years in a row. And a third 
could be a death sentence for their coach, Ryan Day. Maybe not in terms of his job, because he's winning every other game, but definitely in terms of how the fan base feels about him. Because if you lose to Michigan once, that's bad. Twice, that's terrible. Three times, your head might as well be on a stake. Not literally, though. It is hate M week. They Ohio State literally crosses out all the M's on their campus and on their social media pages. Like, they take this game seriously. But again, Ohio State has been absolutely dominant this season after winning at the last second, literally, at Notre Dame earlier in the season. Ohio State's only single-digit win, other than that, has come against Penn State, where they won by eight points. And no team has scored more than 17 points this season on Ohio State's defense. They've won their last two games against Michigan State and Minnesota. Not great teams. But still, they've won them by 35 and 34 points. So Ohio State comes into this game hot. And Michigan kind of struggled on the road last week with Maryland. But get ready to hear the name of Marvin Harrison Jr., or as Gus Johnson is going to call him on that broadcast, Maserati Marv. The Maserati. Maserati Marv. Ohio State pulls off the upset, I say. According to the odds makers, Michigan's favored. I say Ohio State wins. They beat Michigan at the Big House for the first time since 2019. And side note, I was looking at the history of this game. The last time there were less than 100,000 people in attendance for this game was in 2000. They get their people to show up, y'all. And at the Big House, biggest stadium in the country, almost 110,000 people. It is going to be rocking. But Ohio State's going to win, y'all. Mark that down as the first fact of the podcast. That's the biggest game of the week, so I guess we can only go down from here. It's a fact. Also got in the Big Ten, Penn State, number 11, against Michigan State. This game is Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC. There's a lot of Friday games, because obviously it's Black Friday. What are you doing, Black Friday? You're going to be sitting in front of the TV watching football. Michigan State season has been so bad, they're 4-7, and seven, that... Hitler showing up on the Jumbotron was only the second worst thing to happen off the football field this year. Yes, Hitler was a trivia question on Michigan State's Jumbotron this season because their coach, Mel Tucker, decided to sexually assault a victim of sexual assault, and then he got fired. Penn State will win. They're number 11 in the country, 9-2, and two, by lots of points, and that game is actually being played in Detroit at Ford Field because Michigan State apparently can't host a night game in November. Oh, it's too cold. They have to play indoors. Give me a break. And then you've got number 17, Iowa at Nebraska. This is also Friday at noon on CBS. Iowa are the champions of the Big Ten West, and they averaged 18 and a half points per game this season. Yeah, their offense is very bad, but their defense is very good. And their punter, Tory Taylor, deserves to win the Heisman. He's been amazing. Not really. Iowa beats Nebraska, though, and denies the Cornhuskers bowl eligibility because Nebraska is 5-6. and six. They need another win to make a bowl. And I don't think they'll get there. I don't think so. Iowa wins. Those are our three Big Ten games we're previewing. And now let's go. I'm going to combine these two conferences here to continue on. The SEC and the ACC because they like to share a couple of end-season rivalries. So I was like, let's talk about them together. Plus, both of these conferences have their title games next week all set and ready to roll. And the other conferences don't. So we can, I mean, how about that? So what we got to start, though, in the SEC, the Iron Bowl. It's going to be the final SEC regular season game 
broadcast on CBS for the foreseeable future. Leal, Gary Danielson, and Vern, Vern's been gone, but Brad Nessler, the music, the 3.30 start time, you know that's the best SEC game of the week. That's going away after this season. ABC is going to be broadcasting the best SEC games each week beginning next season, but it's the, again, it's the end of an era, y'all. It's number eight Alabama, 10-1 and one on the season, undefeated in the conference against their arch rival in-state foe, Auburn, 6-5, and 3-4 and four in the conference. Auburn just lost at home to New Mexico State by 21 points, and I don't think they'll fare much better against an Alabama team that has ended the year on fire. The Crimson Tides lost to Texas at home in Week 2 is their only blemish on the season, and Nick Saban's side hasn't lost since. They've beaten their last four opponents, which includes number 14 LSU and number 17 Tennessee by at least 14 points, and they definitely beat their inferior by opponent at home last week, Chattanooga. Auburn paid New Mexico State $1.3 million to come and play them, and New Mexico State said, we'll take our money and we'll take a win. Alabama paid Chattanooga to go play at Bryant-Denny Stadium, and Alabama crushed them. Alabama still got a chance at the playoff, though, and you bet the committee's going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're Alabama, but they need to beat Auburn first, and then they need to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. We'll talk about that in just a second. I think they'll complete step one, though, and beat Auburn this week. To the ACC in the SEC, because it's number five Florida State and Florida, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Florida State is undefeated, 11-0. Florida's 5-6. They need to win this game to make a bowl game. Florida State was actually number four in the committee rankings, but they lost their star quarterback, Jordan Travis, for the rest of the season last week after an injury against North Alabama. But apparently, the committee said that that wasn't the reason that Washington jumped them in the rankings, that it was because Washington beat Oregon State last week. But, you know, you'd have to think that it had to weigh on some of their minds. I don't know. Anyways, though, they've got too much talent not to beat a Florida team who they've kept it close against some good teams like Missouri last week, but they haven't been able to get a big dub this year. Florida State wins and heads into the ACC championship game unblemished. And we'll talk about who they're facing in the ACC championship game right now because number 10 Louisville, who is 10 and 1 on the season with a first year head coach. The Louisville Cardinal are playing their in-state rival, Kentucky, for the other Commonwealth Cup. The big one is in Virginia, but we're not talking about that game because none of those teams are ranked. Even if Louisville cannot beat Kentucky this Saturday, which I think they're going to be able to, they still have their spot in the ACC Championship game locked up. Their first time ever in the ACC Championship game. Their defense has been lights out this season, and they'll give the committee an easy decision to make. If they can beat a Jordan Travis-less Florida State, that means no ACC team is in the playoff. Wonderful. More on all that drama and the different scenarios when we wrap up our game picks. That's going to be at the end of the podcast. Y'all stay tuned for that. Too many facts. Louisville beats Kentucky. Number one, Georgia, 11-0 at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is 6-5. They made a bowl game, y'all. Oh, my gosh. 7.30 p.m. on Saturday on ABC. Georgia is once again the top-ranked team in the country. After starting the season off a little slow, we were like, ooh, this doesn't look like Georgia. And then they beat Kentucky. Kentucky was ranked at the time, 51-13. to 
They showed they are the same old Bulldogs. They demolished Ole Miss in a then top 10 matchup by 35 points. Georgia is going to have no trouble with Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Most of Bobby Dodd's stadium is probably going to be full of Georgia fans anyway, but their matchup next week against Alabama is going to be much tougher. And again, we'll talk about that in just a second. But we've also got Texas A&M and LSU. Number 14, LSU, who's 8-3. and three. Texas A&M is 7-4. and four. That game is noon on Saturday on ESPN. Texas A&M doesn't have a coach right now. Jimbo Fisher has been fired at Texas A&M and is $70 million richer for it, y'all, because that buyout money was insane. Texas A&M has F-U money, and they're still 7-4. But LSU's Jaden Daniels is a legit Heisman candidate. He has done some things we have not seen any other FBS quarterback do ever before this season. In their game against Florida two weeks ago, he became the first FBS quarterback to throw for 350 yards and rush for 200 yards in a single game. He's also the only FBS quarterback who has over 12,000 passing yards and 9,000 rushing yards in his career. That's a fact! At home, LSU will beat Texas A&M. Then we've got Vanderbilt. At Tennessee, Tennessee is number 21. They're 7-4. and four. That game is 3-30 on the SEC Network. Tennessee has struggled in their last two games against Georgia and Missouri. Both, you know, good ranked teams, but they have not looked good at all. But they will not struggle against Vanderbilt, who was 2-9 on the season. Tennessee wins that game. Back to the ACC. North Carolina is playing NC State. Both of these teams are 8-3, and three, but NC State is the ranked team. Number 23, that game is 8 o'clock on Saturday on the ACC Network. Last week, UNC was actually the ranked team in this matchup, but they lost to Clemson, they moved out of the rankings, and NC State moved in after they beat Virginia Tech. Oh, that hurts my heart. But UNC has shown some major promise this season with their quarterback, Drake May. He was a Heisman contender at the beginning of the season. That didn't, you know, pan out, but... Their offense has still been pretty good for a lot of games this season, but then they've had some extremely questionable games, you know, losing to the likes of UVA and Georgia Tech. Those have been a bit rough. But against the Wolfpack team, whose offense has also been questionable this year, they'll end the regular season on a high note. North Carolina beats NC State. Then back to the SEC on Friday at 4 o'clock on CBS. Number nine, Missouri, plays Arkansas. Arkansas has seemed to regress under Sam Pittman, but apparently he's staying for another year. They're four and seven this year. They've only won one conference game. Missouri, though, is on fire this season under their coach, Eli Drinkwitz. They haven't won 10 games in a season since 2014, but they will after they beat Arkansas this Friday. And then Thursday... Thanksgiving night, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. The good old Egg Bowl, y'all, on Thanksgiving night. Number 12 Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Ole Miss is 9-2 on the season. Mississippi State is 5-6. They've Ole Miss has had some poor showings on the road against Alabama and Georgia, but, you know, that's kind of expected. But they've beaten the teams they should have this season, and that should include Mississippi State who's already looking for a new coach next year. Ole Miss beats Mississippi State in Starkville, and that is the SEC and the ACC. Now we can move on to the Big 12, 
the games featuring ranked teams, there are four of them this week, and two of them involve teams that will not be in the Big 12 next year. Texas and Oklahoma, these are the final games they are going to play as members of the Big 12 Conference in the regular season. And whether they're going to have a chance to go out as champions of the conference is going to be determined by this weekend's results. No team has clinched a berth in next week's Big 12 championship game. And so straight from the conference, I got all the clinching scenarios straight from the Big 12 conference itself because you've got four teams in contention right now. All the other conferences have at least one team who has already clinched their spot in the conference championship game. Not the Big 12, though. They have both their spots open. So you've got Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. All four teams are still alive to play in the conference championship game next week. And so there's a lot of things that could happen. Here's what's going to go down, though. There's two games featuring ranked teams on Friday. Those are Texas Tech at number 7 Texas. That is Friday, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. And then at Friday at noon on Fox, it is TCU at number 13, Oklahoma. So what happens in those two games? If Texas wins, they clinch both a berth to the championship game and a number one seed. The home team is what they would be because the current standings right now, Texas is solely number one. And then Oklahoma State, Oklahoma and Kansas State are all tied for second. So for Texas, if you win, you're in. If Oklahoma beats TCU, they remain in contention. Even if they lose, actually, to TCU, they're still in contention. But um, even if they win, that doesn't mean they're automatically in. Now, if Texas wins and they clinch a berth on Friday, there's three scenarios that could happen for the other teams. Here we go. On the other games on Saturday, BYU plays number 20 Oklahoma State on Saturday at 3.30 on ABC, and then Iowa State plays number 19 Kansas State at 8 o'clock on Fox on Saturday. So, if Oklahoma State beats BYU, then Oklahoma State will go to the championship game against Texas. If Texas wins... And then if Oklahoma State wins, if Oklahoma defeats TCU on Friday and Texas wins and Oklahoma State loses, then Oklahoma goes to the championship game. If Kansas State beats Iowa State and Texas wins and Oklahoma loses and Oklahoma State loses, then Kansas State goes to the championship game. That's kind of, wow. So those are the three scenarios that could happen if Texas wins. If Texas loses and Texas Tech beats Texas, then there's two other scenarios. Texas can still clinch a berth to the championship game if two of these three teams lose. Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Texas and the remaining winning team of those three will qualify for the championship. If Texas loses on Friday, though, here's the second scenario, and two or three of those teams win, there will be three or four teams tied for both championship berths. Multiple scenarios exist in the circumstance contingent on which teams remain in the tiebreaker pool. So all four of those teams still have a chance. But if Texas wins... They're in. If Oklahoma State wins, 
they're in. If Oklahoma State loses and Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma's in. If Oklahoma State and Oklahoma lose, Kansas State is in. So that's basically... It's a little confusing, but that's how the Big 12 will shake out. And so let's pick these games now. Texas Tech at number 7, Texas. The Longhorns, their lone loss on the season is to Oklahoma. They should not lose to the Red Raiders, who are 6-5 and five on the season. Texas has kept it close, though, against their last three opponents. They only beat Kansas State, TCU, and Iowa State by a combined 16 points. But I do think that they will beat Texas Tech and lock up a spot in Jerry World, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, for the Big 12 championship game in what would be their final ever Big 12 football game. Then you've got TCU in Oklahoma. TCU is 5-6. and six. They are not last year's TCU. They might not even make a bowl game if they lose. Oklahoma needs some help, obviously, to get to the Big 12 championship because of their loss to Oklahoma State in the final bedlam game for the foreseeable future. We don't know when we'll see Oklahoma State and Oklahoma play again, and they also lost to Kansas this year. Oklahoma will win this game, though, against TCU, but they need Texas to win and Oklahoma State to lose to make the conference title game. Then you've got BYU and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State may not be playing a tough BYU team, but they could certainly lose. They did get that massive win over Oklahoma, but then they got blown out the next week by 42 points to UCF, who has won five games this year. They also lost 33-7 to to South Alabama in the third game of the season. Oklahoma State has been way inconsistent. That's why I've got BYU beating the Cowboys after almost taking down the Sooners last week, spoiling Oklahoma State's party, and sending Oklahoma to the Big 12 championship game. How about that, y'all? Xander's facts. Whoa. Then you've got Iowa State and Kansas State. They need a whole lot of help to get to Arlington. They're going to do their part and beat Iowa State, but by this point, I think they'll already have known that they won't be making their second consecutive conference championship berth. But if Texas wins and the Oklahoma schools lose, you never know. But I don't think they will. But I do think Kansas State will beat Iowa State. So that's the Big 12. And then finally... We, of course, had to conclude with the Pac-12, the final weekend of the Pac-12. Not just of the season, but ever. This is it, y'all. These are the final games we will ever see of the Pac-12 conference, which makes me sad, y'all. I've been watching, like, on TikTok. I've had a lot of time for TikToks the last few days, some highlight reels and slideshows from the Pac-12 of the past and they've gotten me pretty teary-eyed, not gonna lie. Like, this is it. So sad. Only two teams are gonna be left in the conference after this season. Oregon State and Washington State are the only schools who haven't found a new conference for next year. So apparently, what's gonna happen is they're gonna go it alone as the Pac-2 for the next two seasons. But reports say, I don't think this is official, but reports say that they're gonna be joining forces with the Mountain West Conference in a couple of years. But for the first two seasons... They'll be a part of their little conference. They're going to play Mountain West teams, but they won't be able to play in the Mountain West championship game for at least the first two seasons. So apparently that's how that's going to go. So y'all, when you're watching Pac-12 football this week, cherish it because it's the last time you're ever going to be able to do so. Let's preview these games. Number 16, Oregon State. Oregon State's been pretty good this year. At number 6, Oregon. Friday, 8.30 Eastern on Fox. There are two big games this week that are both on Fox, and this is the other one. It's Oregon State. They've had a great season under quarterback DJ Uyagale. 
I told y'all to watch out about Oregon State in the preseason podcast, and they they've done pretty well. They're eight and three, sixteen on the season. Their three losses have come to Washington State, Arizona, and Washington. All by a combined eight points, and they were so close to pulling off the massive upset of UW last Saturday, but they could just couldn't do it. This is going to be the last matchup, though, for the foreseeable future for this rivalry, which is named the Civil War. I mean, anything could happen, I guess. But Oregon has the Heisman frontrunner and quarterback Bonix, who has thrown the second most touchdowns in FBS. He has thrown 35 touchdowns this season, which is second only to Jaden Daniels, 36. Fat! And Oregon is into the Pac-12 championship game with a win. Their only loss this year is a three-point loss in a shootout at Washington. But since that game, it's kind of been weird because it seemed like Washington hasn't done as well and Oregon has performed even better. And among their 10 wins, the only single-digit win this season for Oregon has been a nine-point win against USC. USC, by the way, has collapsed out of playoff contention, out of the rankings, because not even a Caleb Williams-led offense can hold on against their abysmal defense. It has been horrendous so Oregon has won all their other games by double digits Oregon is one of the hottest teams in the country they are going to beat the Beavers in a high stakes Friday night showdown in the final game we may see for a while these two teams I don't know we'll see but then we've got Washington State and Washington number four Washington is undefeated. This game is 4 o'clock on Saturday on Fox. Now, just because I said Washington slipped a bit doesn't mean they haven't been excellent, because they have. They have not lost the game this season, and their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., is another Heisman candidate. He leads the nation with 3,695 passing yards so far this season. But Washington State was ranked earlier in the year, but then they've lost their last six games before last week. Then they stomped Colorado. Coach Prime's team hasn't ended the year very well. They're not making a bowl game. There was this, this has come up on um, social media the last couple of days, but there was this fan duel post on social media asking back in September who would win in a hypothetical matchup, 2019 LSU or 2023 Colorado. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that LSU team led by Joe Burrow would score like 100 points on this Colorado team. Like it wouldn't be close. Like, you gotta, you gotta be kidding me. Washington, though, is going to beat Washington State easily, and thankfully, the two teams have actually come and reached an agreement that they announced a couple days ago to keep the Apple Cup rolling on for years to come, y'all. That is good to hear. Come on, Oregon and Oregon State. What are you doing? Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. What are you doing? Announce an agreement. Don't be petty. Enough. Serious. That is the <laughs> Washington. Washington has already clinched their spot, by the way, in the Pac-12 championship game. So Oregon is fighting for the chance to play Washington again in the Pac-12 championship game. But there's only one other team that has a chance to play in the Pac-12 championship game, and that is Arizona, who is number 15 in the country. They are 8-3 and three on the season. They face Arizona State at Arizona State, who is 3-8 on the season. This game is Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. But Arizona needs Oregon to lose. I don't see that happening. But Arizona is going to beat their in-state rivals in the Territorial Cup, which is not going to be broken up by conference realignment because both Arizona and Arizona State are going to the Big 12 next year. Although it would be pretty cool for them to reach the title game. But we're going to talk about it in just a minute. 
but Oregon, Washington, that rematch in the Pac-12 championship game, the conference's final football game ever, I mean, that's going to be absolutely insane with some massive implications. We'll talk about that again in just a second. In the final game of the Pac-12, the final regular season game, is number 18, Notre Dame at Stanford at 7 o'clock Eastern on Saturday on the Pac-12 Network. The final Pac-12 regular season game ever is Notre Dame-Stanford on the Pac-12 Network. I mean, y'all, I guess it's fitting, I suppose, that Notre Dame is going to be playing in the network's final football game ever on a channel you're probably not going to be able to watch because it is an absolute pain to find. Stanford isn't good, though, sadly, so... Notre Dame should probably not have a competitive game on their hands as they look to make a nice bowl game. They're 8-3. and three. They ain't making the playoff, but hopefully they can beat Stanford, who is 3-8. and eight. And then two more games, the best of the rest, or the group of five teams, basically. You've got number 23, Tulane, who is playing UTSA Friday at 3.30 on ABC. UTSA is 8-3, and 7-0 and oh in the conference. Tulane is 10-1. and one. 7-0 also in the conference. This game has big implications in the American Athletic Conference. It is going to decide who hosts the American Athletic Conference championship game. But I got to go with Tulane because their only loss is to Ole Miss, and they're playing at home in this game. So I've got Tulane beating UTSA. And then, oh boy, number 25, everybody's favorite academic institution it is Liberty, who is 11-0, 7-0 in the Conference USA at UTEP, the University of Texas, El Paso, who is 3-8, 2-5 in the Conference USA. This game is 3.30 p.m. on Saturday on CBS Sports Network. Liberty may be undefeated, but they just got into the playoff rankings this week because by my count... They have played a total of zero good teams, and they're also a Christian nationalist wacko school who probably shouldn't be accredited, but they're playing another bad UTEP team, so I don't know if I could pick against them. That would be just stupid. So I've got Liberty beating UTEP, and that's all we have to talk about because we don't have to talk about James Madison University, y'all, because they don't get to play in a bowl. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, don't even get me started. I might, though, because here's the thing. I know JMU has been the talk of college football. Oh my gosh, they're so wonderful. How could the NCAA do this to them? What are they, why are they being so mean? Well, here's the thing. JMU moved up from FCS to FBS. Part of that was the NCAA. This is for all the teams that move up from FCS to FBS. Teams that are transitioning cannot play in a bowl game for the first two years. They're in FBS. Yes, it is a completely idiotic, stupid rule, just like most of the NCAA's rules. The NCAA is a joke. I understand that. But it wasn't, this wasn't sprung up on them, out of the blue. JMU knew about this. But now, because, oh my gosh, we're undefeated, we've beaten all these teams in the Sun Belt, we're the victim. No, it is a stupid rule. But y'all knew about this. And you agreed to it. So quit whining. And then everybody rallies around them. Oh my gosh, NCAA, let them bowl. Which, listen, they agreed to the rule. 
So stop complaining. And then college game day comes there to just stroke their egos. Oh my gosh. And you know what happens? They were undefeated coming in. College game day comes to Harrisonburg, Virginia. Their campus, which is divided by a highway. It's a rest stop on the interstate. And what happens? At home against Appalachian State. Uh-oh. They lose. Boo-hoo. Oh no. How terrible. Give me a break. Play against some good teams. They say, we're the best team in the state of Virginia. You beat UVA by one point. UVA is terrible. They're awful. They are not a good team, and you're acting like you're the greatest thing ever for beating UVA. Please, Virginia Tech, don't lose to UVA on Saturday. I beg of you. Oh, my gosh, please don't. Like, give me, give me a break. I, enough. We don't have to talk about them. Thank goodness, because I'm sick and tired of all of them. So. That's it. What are you talking about? So to recap the potential chaos, that all that stuff, we're done with our picks. Let's just talk about what could happen. The big scenarios for the playoff and the top eight. Again, the current top eight in the college football playoff rankings, Georgia is one, followed by Ohio State, Michigan. Washington is the last team right now in that playoff, number four. Florida State's five, Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. And all of those teams still have a chance to make the playoff with just two games remaining before the final rankings are revealed. All of them have legitimate arguments right now, or they could potentially. So what will happen over the next two weeks hopefully is going to simplify some things. Maybe not. Here's the scenarios, though. Let's talk about the ACC first off. You've got Florida State and Louisville playing in the ACC championship game. Louisville's number 10. They don't really have a shot at the playoff. But if Florida State beats Florida, and then they beat Louisville, they'll be undefeated, but without their star quarterback. Does the committee take that into consideration? Because there's a serious chance they could be excluded, even if they go undefeated. But it does depend on what happens around them, too. Like in the Big 12, number 7 Texas is going to play either Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, or Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Texas is the only team with a shot in that conference, though, but they need to win their final two games. The second loss on the season would end their college football playoff hopes. They'd probably need Florida State to lose, and they would jump a two-loss Oregon team, so they would need Oregon to lose to either Oregon State or to Washington. And then there's the chance that the committee views Alabama, whose only loss is to Texas this year, as having finished up the season stronger. And they could jump Texas because... Alabama has looked better than Texas to close the season, but also those two teams played head-to-head, and Texas won in Alabama, so there's that whole conundrum. That's if Texas wins both their games, and Alabama wins both their games. We'll talk about the SEC in just a second, but Alabama does need to beat Georgia, and that would probably be the best win out of anybody, you know, this year. Then you've got the Big Ten. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. That's why that game is so important, because the winner gets to the conference championship game and the loser doesn't. They will play Iowa in the Big Ten championship, either one of those. But what if Ohio State or Michigan lose to Iowa? Then you've got two elite Big Ten East teams who have one loss. Now, I don't think they'd lose to Iowa, but never say never. But, like, if that did happen, that would be absolute chaos. But if Ohio State and Michigan stayed undefeated, that's, I mean, they're easy. They're, they're maybe the number one team in the playoff. Then you've got the Pac-12, final Pac-12 game, y'all. In the championship, 
Washington will face Oregon or Arizona. It's likely going to be Washington against Oregon, and it will be the highlight of conference championship weekend if that happens. Although if Oregon loses to Oregon State, they won't factor into this equation. But if they do win, and then they beat Washington, who they lost to earlier, what does the committee do? Do they let Oregon jump Washington into the playoff? Because Oregon, those two teams already played, Washington won, but then they played again, and Oregon won. So do they say, well, Oregon is now better than Washington? And also, you know, you have to take into account the fact that Oregon's looked a little better than Washington in the games they've played since that game. Oregon and Washington played. But if Washington wins, we don't have to worry about that chaos because an undefeated Washington team is firmly in the Final Four. But again, if Oregon wins, oh, it blows up. What does the committee do? And then finally, the SEC. We've already got that championship game set. Georgia and Alabama. And then what could become a simple game could quickly add to the chaos. If Georgia remains undefeated and beats Alabama, they're likely the top-ranked team for the second straight season, too, as they search for an unprecedented third consecutive national championship. But what does the committee do with a one-loss Alabama team who beats Georgia? Like, Georgia would likely remain in the Final Four, but does Alabama then jump Texas, even if Texas wins the Big 12 championship? Alabama lost to Texas earlier this year. Do they jump Florida State, even if they're undefeated, and then the loser of Michigan-Ohio State, they probably do, to get into the playoff? If Alabama beats Georgia, then it's massive chaos. That would, of course, probably be dependent on Washington beating Oregon, too. If Oregon beats Washington, then you know all that craziness. And that all is not going to get sorted out by the end of this weekend. We're going to have to wait until conference championship weekend to decide what all is going to happen. So again, you've got eight teams that could all have a legitimate shot right now at the playoff. Now, this could go very simply. Georgia wins. Either Ohio State or Michigan win out. Washington wins out. And Florida State wins out. And those are low likely four. Unless the committee decides Texas is so great that they jump Florida State. But I doubt if Florida State wins out that they... Texas would jump them because Texas, they'd beat Texas Tech and then they beat either Oklahoma, Oklahoma State or Kansas State. So those and right now, Louisville is number 10. So Louisville would be a better win than Oklahoma, Oklahoma State or Kansas State. So those are the likely four if that happens. Any other scenarios, though, and things get wild. The chaos, y'all, could be very real. And I don't know what's going to happen. With all that, but I do know what's going to happen in all the football games this weekend because I just predicted them here on the Xander's Facts podcast exclusively for you, y'all. And make sure to keep an eye on the Xander's Facts Instagram page as well because I'm going to be posting my little graphic with all my picks too for this week in like a day or so. So make sure to go do that. That's a lot of facts. And that is all the facts I have, y'all, for this week's edition of the podcast, the final week of the college football regular season, really the final week of an era of college football that is going to be missed. We're going to have super conferences starting next year. We're going to lose a conference. Like, it's not going to feel the same. It may still be fun to watch, probably will, but it's not going to feel right. You know, it's not going to feel the same. But anyways, those are all the facts I have for this week's edition of the podcast, our college football 
Week 13 preview. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember that if you liked all the facts that we had on this week's edition of the podcast, remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, rate and review the podcast. Check us out on all the socials, Twitter, threads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z. And most importantly, remember to tell all your friends, spread the facts, tell all your friends about the podcast, about the newsletter, Xander's Weekend Facts, and tell everybody you know to go subscribe to Xander's Facts on YouTube. All our new episodes get posted there as well, so go check that out. And also check out the Xander's Facts link tree because it has all the Xander's Facts links that you need. So there you have it, y'all. Episode 124 is in the books. Next week, we're not doing a new podcast. It's the Xander's Facts flashback. But don't worry, y'all, because in two weeks, episode 125 is coming out. We're going to have so many facts on that podcast because it's going to make your head spin. Not sure what we're going to talk about soon. But I do know in a few weeks, I do want to do at least one episode on soccer because we haven't talked about soccer recently on this podcast. And there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of opinions that I have to share. So we'll, of course, do that in the next couple of weeks. But episode 125, our next episode of the podcast, comes out in two weeks. In December, that's crazy, y'all. So make sure to tune in for that. But that is it. That is a wrap on episode 124 of the Xander's Facts podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see y'all with episode 125 in two weeks. I love Big Leaf Maples. I do too. Oh, this feels so good.